You know, Good Friday, whether you're here or whether you're at home, is always a profound reminder that, yeah, Jesus really does love us. In spite of everything that we do, he does. And this has relevance, I believe, today because we as a culture are speaking much about love and much about freedom. Yet for Jesus, if we never speak of a core issue, which is humanity's fallenness, then we'll never truly grasp what love really is, nor will we understand what freedom can be. In John chapter 3, Jesus says these words, and this is the judgment that light has come into the world, but people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and doesn't come to the light, lest his works, or better translated, lest our hearts would be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so it may be clearly seen that his works or their heart have been carried out in God. Now, hearing these words on this Good Friday, you can be tempted to think like Jesus was talking about people who were really, really bad, like evil, wicked people, people who do really, really bad things. And I'm not one of those people. I'm one of the good eggs. I'm a good one. Yet to believe that Jesus was referring merely to behavior alone is to miss the heart of what it is that he was really saying. In my pocket here, I have a little something. It's not much, but it's something. It's a rock. Everybody say, ooh. It's a rock. You know what this will ever be and forever be? It's not a trick question, like a goat, a donkey. No, a rock, a rock. It'll go through life being unfeeling and unresponsive as a rock. Now, if some of you have pet rocks and you are offended even by this, I want to remind you that you are now at Community Pentecostal Church and I am Jeff Hillier and I will receive your criticism. <laughs> 45 times in the Bible, it describes our heart or more importantly, the effect that sin has on our heart as a stone or a rock. One of which is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18, which reads, They are darkened in their understanding and alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to not just behavior. It is the hardness of our heart. Author Jackie Hill Perry says, And what does a hard heart in life look like exactly? Well, it's simple, really. It looks like going through life like God isn't real or good or right or wise or true or our maker. Before the Spirit breathes life into us, we love the darkness and everything it creates. We take the body that God made and tell it to obey us. Instead, we look our neighbors in the face, ignore God's image in them, and call them by a name God would never say. Our arrogance is a liar to the point that in hell millions are there who thought heaven would open wide just because they went to church one day or just because they sponsored a child on another day or because they read a book that was holy before bed. We can be so easily deceived even then that our hard hearts 
can stumble upon the truth on a Friday that is good and we can treat it as a lie. It is such a heavy stone that we have inside. And scholar Mark Allen Power also found something that has a profound significance for us who call ourselves Christians, that the longer we are Christians, the more we begin to read that we are Jesus in the stories that we read in God's word. And while becoming Jesus is the ultimate goal, thinking we are him in each story we read is a trap Satan uses to dissociate us from our sinful nature and God's amazing grace. Loved ones, the fallen cross, the, the wonderful cross is profound for unbelievers, yes, but it is equally profound for believers alike in Jesus because here is what is true in each of us. Some of us have hearts that are hard towards God and others of us have hearts that are hard towards one another and the past few years has only revealed this to be so. Because of our fallenness, our hearts, they are prone to wander away from God and on our own, none of us would ever turn to God. But the good news is that God came to us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says, For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So, when Jesus speaks of us not wanting to come to the light, don't think about bad to better. No, no, the miracle of salvation is that we go from dead as a stone to alive because of the work of the cross alone. Yet for our sake, light experienced darkness. The sinless one bears the collective weight of sin. And during Holy Week, which is from Monday all the way through to Sunday, Jesus does many intentional things that if you pay attention, our world is aching to see today. But Jesus does them from a sinless heart, therefore from a power that you and I need present in our hearts and lives today. Jesus confronts corruption. He exposes hypocrisy. He overturns tables of injustice, shows us leading is serving. He forgives us. And what blows me away is even with the one who would betray him with a kiss, he still returns and calls him a friend. A preacher from long ago named Charles Spurgeon once said, it is the same son which melts wax that also hardens clay. The same message of the gospel, each of us here or at home here today, it melts hearts in repentance and it hardens others in defiance or merely indifference. You see, the issue is never the sun as it simply reveals the condition of the substance upon which it shines. This is why the Bible says that the wonderful work of the cross was necessary for God to give us a new heart and put a new spirit within us. And here's what it says. I'll remove your heart of stone from your flesh and I'll give you a heart of flesh, one that is tender and soft and transformed towards him. Following Jesus, yes, speaks clearly about eternity, the realities of both heaven and hell. But following Jesus also speaks to earthly wrongs, 
when hard hearts do really hard things to one another, that these two profoundly matter to God and they should indeed matter to us today, whether it is individual in scope or Russia-Ukraine injustice in scope. So to make a Jesus-sized difference, our hearts need not just to do better, but to be made new. You know, this particular stone, for me, carries a significant story. As I didn't pick it up, just walking through Navin. Though Navin is beautiful. No, I picked this stone up particularly on the shore of the Sea of Galilee where it was thought that somewhere along this shore came the moment where Jesus found Peter after Peter had just betrayed him. And Peter's heart was broken. The love of God found Peter just where he was. It's a particularly poignant story because it also reminds us who've heard this story many times, that proximity to Jesus doesn't always equal transformation from Jesus. And I picked it up on this same shoreline. And if you know anything of the story of Peter, you know that Jesus first warns Peter that he isn't who he thinks he is. Peter says to Jesus, I will die for you today. And Jesus says to Peter, paraphrasing, Peter, you don't know the true nature of your heart. In fact, today, you're not just going to deny me once, you're going to deny me three times. So the truth of it is that because of his heart, Peter first denies the truth of who he is before ever denying Jesus with his lips. Yet here's what is remarkable, beloved. It is not the end. Peter's denial of Jesus is not the end of the story. Because following the finished work of the cross, Jesus finds Peter on that shore. And in Christ alone, Peter experiences transformation when his broken heart is once again found to be a heart that Jesus loves. And so what makes this Friday good will never be us, nor will it be just the church. We may not be all bad, but none of us are without sin. No, what makes this Friday forever good is that sinless love in the person of Jesus laid down his life for you. Turns out that our freedom comes at an unspeakable cost to Jesus. And today, like any other day, God's love is yours to receive. God's freedom is one single yes away. So the question is, where do you need the finished work of the cross, the finished work of Jesus to transform perhaps the unfinished work of your heart? As you reflect, let us posture our hearts, go back in time and watch and listen to the sounds of the cross before receiving communion.